Impossible. Welcome to Minute Impossible. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to investigate with us the Mission Impossible franchise one minute at a time. I'm Jonathan. I'm Chris. And I'm Jonathan. And I'm Tabitha. Hey, we're back for a new season. Woo-hoo-hoo! I'm so excited. <laughs> yay. Everybody, everybody, yay. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, if you're new to us, we have finished uh, Mission Impossible 1. There's 110 episodes. Go listen. Woo-hoo. If you are joining us again, thank you for listening to our podcast. What's your problem? Yeah, what is your... Especially with this film. No, I'm joking. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah, I, I, aren't I the one that's going to supposed to be bashing on... Uh, that's Minute, right. You're uh, the one Mission who's supposed Impossible to be bashing I'm just, I'm just joining the train because I love this movie so much. You got to remember in the in the past month I've watched this movie now three times. This three more times that I'd seen it in the past twenty years, fifteen years. So oh, it's, it's it's a lot. That's a lot right? for you. Yeah, I saw it three times in one day. So I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that was twenty years ago too. So you know, come on. And before we get too far into this, let me introduce our guest tonight. It's Tabitha and Jonathan Carlisle. Hey, thanks for having Hi, us. Guys. I'm glad we're the guests. I don't know if I could be here for every episode. <laughs> uh, Jonathan, I hate to tell you this, you're not here for every episode. No. Yeah, yeah no, that, that's fine. I'm cool with that. Okay. Okay. I'm sad. I would love to be here for every episode. <laughs> this movie's oh crazy. Well, all right. All right. <laughs> we uh, so we might fun. have Tabitha talk. Tabitha might just show up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just randomly. There's nothing planned. Yeah, just randomly. It's like, I mean, I had my kid on last season, I had my dad on last season. I can have Tabitha on. That's no problem. When I'm not even here, Jonathan's just going to like pretend that I'm popping out of some closet and just do my voice. <laughs> no, I'm not going to make fun. I don't make fun of friends. I make fun of total strangers <laughs> like Brian De Palma and French, the French people and uh, Spain. <laughs> just the, all those countries. Uh, uh, just to let you guys know, these guys are from, uh, Jonathan's from uh, the Princess Bride Minute, which he did with his co-host. And he also has the UHF. Okay. You're going to have to help me with this. UHF 60 second. UHF, UHF 60 second. Yes. yes. UHF 60 second. Yes. It's a podcast about the movie starring the weirdest of Albert Yankovics. Yes. Awesome. And that's it. Is that, that's it? Wow. Yep. That's it. Great plug. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Jonathan. <laughs> <sighs> this minute begins with the Paramount logo and it ends with someone injecting something into themselves. So here we are, guys. We're in minute one of this movie. Uh, what uh, we quickly said what our history was with this movie uh, in last season into this season. Carlisle, I know you guys are new to this movie, especially because I remember when you first saw it for the first time because you made sure you told me. You're like, I'm watching it and it's insane. <laughs> <laughs> it is insane. And I just wanted to hear from you guys. What is your history with this movie? We watched it and it was insane. <laughs> Perfect. And Thanks, then we guys. messaged you and said it was insane. <laughs> they're not the best color. Ma- they're not the best color men for nothing, guys. <laughs> We watched it, um, oh, it was in the middle of your last season, uh, after we watched the first one again because it had been so long. And so then we mm-hmm. went and we watched the second one and that was crazy. And then we just, we just binge watched all of the movies. So yeah, it was crazy. It was fun. And it really, it really made me excited for you guys to go through it this, this time around because it's just so fun. It definitely ratchets up the crazy and the ridiculous to a thousand, which is great. I mean, yeah. going back and watching this, it's not as, bad as i remember i'm gonna say that right off the bat (laughs) it's not as bad as i remember i'm still gonna have problems with it i guess also i'm looking at it in a lens of other things that have come out in recent years are more are worse i guess that's a weird that's a weird way to look at life but i guess i'm looking at this movie going it's not that bad it's i mean there are parts of it that are 
I'm like, I don't know why you would ever think a human could do this. So, and, and why a motorcycle could do this and how doves could do this. There's lots of, they can't do that in this movie. We'll get to it. We got, this is even a longer movie than last time. So we got a lot of minutes on this one. Um, this was an interesting movie in that Tom Cruise is firmly planted as Tom Cruise, the action star of Mission Impossible. When this movie was being, uh, when they talked about making this, he gave this to Brian De Palma and said, you could do it. You can direct the sequel. And De Palma declined. Yep. So this was the the beginnings of them deciding, well, I guess we're only going to do one and done on directors, which now they've changed with Macquarie. That's actually a pretty good idea. It gave us a completely new movie, and I'm excited for what this movie is going to show us, which is completely different from the first one. I mean, I I remember at one point that Oliver Stone was involved uh, with it uh, at some point, a little bit after uh, De Palma had declined it. Uh, Oliver Stone and Tom Cruise had started talking about about making this, about not this film in particular, but about making Mission Impossible 2. And then that got put aside because Tom went to go do uh, Eyes Wide Shut in uh, London with Kubrick. So he was there for forever. <laughs> and apparently... Yeah, it was a year, wasn't it? Wasn't it almost, almost, almost two years, I think, is when he was there. Because they went back and shot quite a bit, holding the production of this up almost uh, six, six months to a year, I think. Because <clears throat> I remember that, um, that he got Wu involved because he loved Face Off and Hard Boiled and... Um, all his um, Asian films, so I knew that um, that him being involved was going to be a whole different, whole different ball game once once he started making this movie. Well, yeah, and Brian De Palma went on to make uh, Mission to Mars, that really great uh, space movie starring uh, <laughs> Gary Sinise and Tim, Tim Robbins, Tim Robbins, which Don Robbins Cheadle, raises. Connie Nielsen, that yep. stupid face on Mars, that was dumb. God, that movie sucked. I wanted it to be so much better. It also oh, started. Jer- Jerry O'Connell was in there. Yeah, I was about to Jerry say O'Connell. the guy from. Jerry I almost said the guy from the Goonies. No, oh. stand by me. Oh, yeah. Sorry, and, sorry. And, I, almost... I think who was, was Armin Mueller Saul was in it as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Well, this movie made a lot more money. This was the highest grossing Mission Impossible film until this past summer, uh, when uh, Fallout just beat it over the summer. It was also the highest grossing movie of two thousand. Yes, it was. Wow. Yeah, which is in it for John Woo. This was John Woo hitting when John Woo was at his biggest. John yeah, Woo in America. W- in America was the mass was this new thing because people had heard about the killer and these other movies that he'd done and he just had come up with this amazing new shooting style. <laughs> ha, shooting style. I said that in quotes. But like um <laughs> you know like d- he basically guns. mixed like like dancing and <laughs> Ballet with gunfights. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah. And he said, he said, hey, instead of holding one gun, hold two guns and hold them sideways. And, and do fly, jumps and fly in the air. And yeah, jump exactly. sideways while you do it. <laughs> Slide on I the mean, floor. Americans you know. weren't ready for this. We were like, oh, my God, what is he doing? Yeah. But if you'd <laughs> seen Chow Yun-Fat do it for years, you know, you'd be like, oh, yeah, this is normal. So yeah. I guess it depended on how you, you, how you viewed John Woo movies uh, going into this, you know. And blessedly... We are not watching the director's cut. The first director's cut was three and a half hours. Oh, oh wow. No, thank wow. you. No, I, I would like to see that. I would love to see it, just not on a podcast where I'm doing it minute by minute. I think yeah. it would be fun to watch, but uh, what, what the internets pretty much say is there's some disjointed stuff in this movie, and, and there is. There's some tonally some problems. They said some of that comes from just whole scenes are gone. Oh, yeah. So, we're, uh-huh. I mean, we're missing an hour and 40 minutes. <laughs> a whole nother movie. Wow. We're missing another movie. We're missing Cannonball Run. A Cannonball <laughs> Run length movie. That's what we're missing. I just watched Cannonball Run last night. That's I was like, I that's fresh it's, on it your brain. A, it, it's yeah, an hour and 36 like... minutes, so I know exactly how long it is. Is that is that with with the lovely credits at the end that I, that are my favorite parts of that movie? 
Uh, this kind of ties back into Hong Kong cinema, sort of. Did you know that Cannibal Run? Oh my God, Cannibal Run is going to be our new Fast and Furious this season. Yes, it is. We're going to talk about Cannibal Run the whole time. Cannibal Run is the reason why uh, Jackie Chan, who was in Cannibal Run, does bloopers at the end of the movie because of Cannibal Run's bloopers. And it it was it was produced by Golden Harvest, wasn't it? I think it was. Yep. And Hal Needham, and Hal Needham was the director. So yep. I just watched this the documentary on Hal Needham. It's a great documentary. He talked about that movie. I'll have to watch that too. Yeah, it's really good. I love I love bloopers. I'm just gonna put that in there. I like bloopers. I love bloopers too. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any like hard against like I do I don't like bloopers. No. I don't know. I just get really excited when there's stuff at the end of a movie. Yeah, I call them bloops. I love bloops. Unlike unlike something like on Predator where they do the the, the freeze frame where it's like a like like a beer commercial and they do the freeze frame or a Mentos commercial. <laughs> oh yeah, well, that's look my like, favorite. Like, right down the barrel of the camera, like, yeah. hey, hey I'm, I'm awesome. I was in this. Movie. I'm Shane Black. Here exactly. I am. <laughs> and, and, and and Jesse Ventura spits and then looks at the camera. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And you know they couldn't get Schwarzenegger to do one because they just pulled a still from the movie for him. <laughs> well, this movie has its own bizarre beginning. It uh, quickly shows us Sydney, Australia. Looks a lot like some of John Woo's other movies, and the music is very reminiscent of it. What what did you say, Chris? What does it look like? Oh, it opens uh, like it almost, rhymes with uh, Moken Arrow. Oh, Broken Arrow. Yes, it, the music yes, is broken very arrow. Broken Arrow. <laughs> yes, that's what we were talking about earlier. It's very Broken Arrow music wise, and it, that comes down to Hans Zimmer, who had just done the music for Broken Arrow with uh, with John Woo back in '96, mm-hmm. uh, doing the music for this film as well. Yep. So yeah, and it's got open in Sydney, film. Australia, and we see uh, Biosite Pharmaceuticals. Biosite spelled. The worst way you can spell, <laughs> the most 2000 way you can spell site, site. which is B I O C Y T E. That is like a horrible rapper's name. It's just, it's like, yo, I'm Biosite. <laughs> is that, is that De Palma as a, as a, as a rapper? <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, no, whoa, I'm Biosite. Gotta go. Now, is there, is there anything else but like, uh, okay, so the Sydney Opera House, that's the only thing I know about Sydney. Mm-hmm. So, which is it's I mean it is a a great uh pinpoint like hey this is Sydney oh great great that's that's awesome but I I realize taking notes for this that I don't know anything else about Sydney I know all I know about uh, Australia is that all their animals will kill me and they're all venomous <laughs> that's all I know that's Croc- all that's crocodile all, that's Dundee's all from there know. all the, the Thor is from there the Thor uh, is from the Thor there. is from there that's uh, all I know uh, Finding Dory ta- uh, Finding Nemo takes place in Australia it's right. Sydney yeah. it, it's exactly. funny in 2000 they would show this because um. I don't think now they would show that. I don't think they'd put a Sydney if they showed the Sydney Opera House. I don't think they'd put Sydney on there. I think we'd all be like, you know, <laughs> it doesn't matter. I mean, if you don't know what the Sydney Opera House looks like, you haven't seen Finding Nemo or a million other movies out there in the universe. They just show the Opera House, and then at the bottom it just says, "Duh." Yeah, d- duh. <laughs> and then good day. it says "Good day" at the bottom. <laughs> and then we're we're greeted with a voiceover. A voiceover from uh, one of our first characters of the movie, uh, Doctor. What's this guy's name? Nikorovich. <laughs> doctor. That's a, that's what's in my notes. I call him Doctor also because I stopped his last name immediately. I went Nikorovich. <laughs> Let's call him the Doctor. Doctor. Russian Doc, Doctor. Doc is talking uh, to someone named Dimitri. He's telling Dimitri that uh, every story begins with a hero, and the hero needs a villain. And we created, looking for uh, Bellerophon, we created Chimera. And it's, we're not going to go with, we don't know what's happening in this movie. This movie is about germs. This whole movie, it's about germs. (laughs) That's all it is, viruses. And uh, at this point, 2000, Outbreak, all these movies, everything was big on on viruses getting out and what, what would happen. 
Crisis in a Hot Zone was a big book at that time. So, yep, yeah. So the the doc has uh, is telling someone that they accidentally created something awful when they were looking for a cure for something else. Okay, great. Uh, it's play the doctor is played by uh, oh, here we go, uh, Rade Serbedzica. Yeah. <laughs> is, did I pronounce that anywhere close? Yeah, I've heard it. I've heard him doctor. called Raid Serbezia. So I don't know. Raid. Oh, that's Raid Serbezia. Yeah, that's what I that's think. That's cool how I think you say his name. He had just come off of working with Tom on uh, Eyes Wide Shut. Also, yeah, yeah. Most yeah. people know him from Eyes Wide Shut or X Men First Class. He's the general. Yeah, also, Batman. Batman of... Begins. He was the mm-hmm. nice coat guy. Yeah, he's a nice coat. Nice coat. He's a great character actor. I didn't know he was a musician. I went and found out that he plays uh, uh, folk music. Um, oh. I'll put the link up on our uh, Minute Impossible group. It's a. I was trying to come up with a nice note about his music. He is a Russell Crowe level of musical talent. <laughs> <laughs> it seems. It seems like he means well. It's not. It's. It's nothing to write home about. It's about as good as you'd expect. So it was. It was fine. I wonder if he was uh, on set. Say, Tom, Tom, use my music. Use my music. <laughs> no, I hope. I hope not. So, Supposedly, he he plays folk ethno music. <laughs> Whatever that is. So I've never seen him in anything before. But I, when I really? looked him up, I saw that he was from Croatia. Is this his mm-hmm. like authentic voice that yes. he's talking? Yes, in? it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it really he is. doesn't really do. Uh, oh, he's also in the Saint. The Saint. Yes, he's in the Saint. Oh, it's been yeah, a long he, time since I've seen he, that movie. He's always this guy. Yeah, always. Like, or some variation think, on this guy. I don't know if he can do another accent. Nor should he. It, it, we no. Sh- sh- we yeah. shouldn't pigeonhole people into doing other accents. But I, I think this is his This is his deal. He looks like <laughs> Dr. Forrester from MST3K. Like when you first he does. go up on this scene, he, uh, he was in Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows Part 1. He was. Oh. In, in, this movie, in this movie, he is bathed in green light. We're going to see a ton of bizarre lighting choices in this and movie. This is before, you know, like Michael Bay co-opted it for his own. Mm-hmm. Well, he wasn't using orange filters. He was using green filters. So this entire Biosite Pharmaceuticals is bathed in green light. He's standing there. He's got those rubber gloves that you stick your hands through to grab things in a uh, contained uh, incubator type area. He has an injector. Um, best thing we can call it. I, I bet Jonathan looked this up. Jonathan, I looked it up. Kind of, oh, <laughs> I Jonathan researched knows. this for like two hours. <laughs> yes. This is real. We're finally into real tech that really works now. That is not a BS injector. What's it called, Tabitha? It's a jet injection gun or a hypospray. Oh, hypospray. That's so Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, like it's from Star Trek. But yeah, it's a jet injector. And so they're actually starting to use um, injection guns like this. And it shoots um, instead of using a syringe, it uses a high pressure um, jet and of like compressed air and it actually like shoots a stream of the liquid into your skin or into your muscle just depending on what the pressure is that you need and the cool thing about these is that they're reusable so you can just wipe it down and use it on the next person in line so it's good for mass it's just injecting it through your pores basically yeah and it's supposed to give a stream small enough 
to be um oh I forget what it's called but like on a mosquito mosquito snout whatever the mosquito what is the like the little pokey thing on the end of a mosquito that goes into you what do you call uh that's called mosquito face yeah so <laughs> it the stream of it is as small as a mosquito face going into you oh, okay yeah so it's supposed to be uh, they, they'd use something similar to that one in, in Mission Impossible Fallout recently I remember seeing that that's that one that they they made a big point of pointing it out at the beginning of the movie. And well, they use those in it. movies a lot because they because yeah. they know people don't like seeing needles. So, well, after yeah. the reaction we had to the needle in the first uh, scene oh. of Mission Impossible, yeah, I, I don't blame them. Well, it's like it's like watching uh, it's like watching somebody when they when they take pills and they chew them in movies, yeah. and you're always like, <laughs> yeah. what's going on there? Why do you? Yeah. I've never chewed a pill. They is all is, is that a kid's aspirin? I don't understand what that is. Yeah, well, is it children's <laughs> Tylenol? Is that what you're, you can't yeah. even chew children's Tylenol? Sounds, I don't think. I think. <laughs> Uh, did you guys look up the whole Bellerophon? Yeah, yeah, uh, that's me. Chimera, Chimera <laughs> I, okay. I, uh, Jonathan's raising his Jonathan. Yes, I, the chair recognizes back of, Jonathan back of the class, Carlisle. Back of the class. Uh, yeah, uh, tell I us did. about tell us about these uh, obviously Greek mythology. So tell us about it if it is Greek. Um, yeah, obviously. So I didn't I didn't uh, actually know anything about any of this stuff. I'm sure anyone who does know it's pretty elementary stuff. Um, but Bellerophon was a Greek hero. It's interesting. I think. I really hope that a lot of this stuff influenced like the story or it was purposeful for the story because then that makes the movie make more sense to me. Um, but Bellerophon was uh, a Greek hero. He was the son of Poseidon and uh, y- y- Eurynome, I think, was the, the female part of that relationship. And Chimera was a kind of a three-bodied, it was a lion head, goat body, and serpent tail creature. Mm. That Bellerophon defeated at some point. So is it like a liger? Yeah, like a liger. yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, but the what are its uh, three parts? What are its three parts? A lion head, goat body, uh-huh. and a serpent goat. tail. But a lot of the depictions actually have like all the lion, the goat, and the serpent actually has the three heads of each of those too. So like the goat body has just the head also coming off of it. The serpent tail is basically like a serpent attached to. The back end of a goat lion. That's so scary. it's like you know a serpent with the mouth at the end. Well, they definitely it's a definitely a scary sandwich. The thing in the middle yeah. is not very scary. Goat is not scary. No, <laughs> goats well, aren't it's scary. like the chupacabra or something like that. That's a whole different thing. <laughs> well, I guess if you, you know, like sheep go to heaven, goats go to hell. So maybe that's like, you know, just the <laughs> you know that old saying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I remember that as a kid. Uh, don't don't be, be a sheep. Mich- you know, you must be from Michigan. Don't I don't be a know goat. That. You know, <laughs> you go to hell if you're a no. goat. Oats? Pure Michigan. <laughs> it's pure Michigan, everybody. Hashtag pure Michigan. We're getting that oh, going. Oh, yeah, now. super. <laughs> That's not Michigan. There is a hell Michigan, so maybe there's a lot of goats there. Might be. Oh, <laughs> oh but yeah, so I don't know how much we want to talk about it at the very beginning of the movie, but but I think the Bellerophon and the uh, Chimera uh, relationship kind of, uh, you could probably tie that into, you know, Mr. Tom Cruise and the uh, the bad guy. And I think there's... I think there's there's a lot of stuff going on at the very end of the movie that I think I really hope just has to be influenced by that story, or else I'm I like, assume why it is, is all yeah, of this that... happening. I don't understand. If it's yeah. Robert Town script, which it is, then yeah, it's, it's it probably <sighs> is. It's another Robert Town script. We'll get to that when we get to the credits. Fifteen minutes from now. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, no, we can definitely talk about it. It's it, this is one of those movies where the tonal shift from the first movie. The first movie was an espionage movie from the late eighties, eighties, late eighties, early the late eighties, early nineties. Now the late eighties and the early nineties. So it wasn't it wasn't that big of a deal. Uh, it was anything new. De Palma didn't do other than shooting it really well, and it was beautifully shot. It was a pretty standard story, and that was kind of its point. This one is we're already whoa what. Okay. This is monkey So now bonkers, it's going to be man. about monkey bonkers. Yeah. Time. So uh, at the end of this, the doc uh, injects himself in the arm. So we have no idea what's happening in this first minute. Well, I'll say after watching the, the whole movie, I have no idea why he's doing what he's doing. But so hopefully we'll get to the bottom. There's of that. much better way to uh, get this where he's trying to. He's trying to move. We could talk about it. He's trying to move this virus. He's trying to take it somewhere. There's got to be a better way. Yeah. He runs butt, this whole thing. He runs this whole thing. I guess Biosite has incredibly, like maybe they frisk you when you leave. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to have a tough time. Well, obviously he doesn't have a tough time, but those uh, um, jet injectors, he, they have okay? to be... They have to be against your skin. Like, it can't go through that rubber glove. <laughs> yeah, that that one when I was like, that's like a, what, a, 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 what 18-gauge thick, uh, whatever that's called, the gauge of rubber. It's literally yeah. like a... It's it's like a welder's glove, and he he moves it like like when you're trying to move your cuff away from your glove to like get to your skin. Like you see him move his wrist, like he's trying to make an open space, but there's no open space. It's all glove, <laughs> and he he shoots it right <laughs> right through right through there. It's great. Yeah, he is he is Doctor Forrester. At the end of this minute, he is Doctor For- Clayton Forrester. Yeah, very green, very green. Yeah, and that's what this and this that's what this minute ends. It's super easy. Guys, doing this podcast is super easy. All we have to do is talk about what's going on the screen, and then we get to talk about the tech of the apps. Yay! And, 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 yay, and just like, yay, it's back. Just like we did uh, on the last uh, movie, we have technology that's going to show up throughout the movie. So every day we talk about what's the tech of the app. So we're going to do that right now. Here comes that theme. All right, let's do this. First tech of the app. Here we go. This is going to be pretty easy. I think we all know what it is. <laughs> yep, it's the Sydney Opera House. No? That's the way they spell Biosite. Oh, it's the way they spell Biosite. <laughs> Font of the app. Font of the app. Uh, Tabitha and Jonathan, you guys are our guests. So what do you think was the tech of the app? Um, I'm actually going to go with the the amp building um, because it's super ugly in this in this shot. Um, if you can see it behind the biosite, you mean the building behind the biosite building? Yeah, because um, I was kind of <laughs> looking into it, uh, but the I don't think it's actually happened yet. But that building was supposed to get a huge like billion dollar facelift, um, and they have a website for it and everything. So I, I like that's good. like I said, I don't think it's happened. I think it's in process. But that entire building is going to be like torn down and made into this weird geometric. Like, if you imagine a building made of ice cubes, but they're all, like, slightly rotated and, like, tilted from each other as it goes up with this little cool. triangular thing at the top. And it's supposed to be this whole new, you know, apartments and condos and, you know, a whole new facelift for Sydney, basically. Ooh, so this is like tech of the ep of the future. We have to find out what yeah. happens to this building. Yeah, nice. this ugly, How ugly is building. the amp building? All right, cool. <laughs> I like it. I'm taking the jet injection gun because nobody said it yet. And I think it's pretty amazing that that thing can uh, – I think it's cool that it, it exists anyways, but that it can shoot right through that rubber glove is very amazing. 
what it really is is he's just injecting it onto the rubber glove. He's just gonna take the rubber glove out and take it, steal the rubber glove. Well, now it's all over the rubber glove. Now he'll just, just lick it or something gross. Oh, he'll lick it. <laughs> After all this security, just oh, you can just lick it. Uh, you could put Chimera in your body by licking it. There you go. That's you gross. just keep it in your mustache. It's all set. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh, this is our first mustache. Yeah. Uh, after Fallout, we now are on Mustache Watch, I guess. Yeah. And this is our first of the movie. <laughs> yep. Eagle Eye Tabitha noticed. He's our new king. It's a good stash. mustache. <laughs> it's a new. It's a. It's a nice mustache. The doc. Yeah. Doctor's mustache. He's more like Grandpa Stash. Hopefully, he'll be in the movie for a long time. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he will be. I don't know. Chris, what, what about you? Oh, well, she, she took the gun already. I guess I There's no take- taking. You can also pick the yeah, gun. Yeah, I do like the gun. That's it. I mean, it's either that or the housing that he's. Got everything in because I'm like, how does he get the 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 gun out if he needs it or the? It's the, the gun. It's the gun. It's the gun. Yeah, it is the gun. <laughs> yeah, the gun. A, we we've all decided it's the gun. Yeah. It's the, uh, gun. the next scene, we'll get to see the gun in action. But yes, it is the gun. Uh, the injector, uh, jet injector. So if you can pick up one, go get one. I think they they look have fun. Walgreens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At yeah. a pharmacy near you. That was a great tech of the up, guys. Yay! Yay! All right, first up for the movie. Yay, back to it. We did it. We did it. Before we go today, we'll do some quick plugs. Uh, Tabitha Jonathan, plug away. Oh, yes, Princess Bride Minute. We are all done with that, so we don't have to have to think about it again. But you can at theprincessbrideminute.com. We have an upcoming project, uh, UHF 62nd. That is uh, going to be me and my friend David Johnson. And Tabitha is always involved in the background, but I'm sure she will be popping in every now and then. We are having so much fun that we may not let anyone else listen to it. I don't know, but uh, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> Tabitha should be on everybody's podcast. Aw, thanks. <laughs> well, that's great, guys. Uh, and if you want to talk with us, we're on Twitter at... Uh, what it, It's been a while, Chris. <laughs> Men Impossible, all of our social media. Men Impossible. M-I-N Impossible. We've got a Patreon at patreon.com slash minuteimpossible. Uh, please go and uh, sign up. We've got a lot of great stuff you could do. You can talk to us on Slack. That's going to be starting up again soon. We're probably going to be doing some Discord channels. We're going to be doing lots of different stuff. We're going to be putting out more episodes. We're going to put out special episodes. So go listen. Uh, I mean, go patron us in some way. Uh, and the biggest thing is go to Facebook and go to the Impossible Minute Force on Facebook. That's our group. That's our listeners group. That's where we all talk about this stuff all the time. We're talking about mustaches. We talk about James Bond. We talk about Fast and Furious. We'll talk about Cannonball Run. Ooh. You name it. We're going to talk about it. Sometimes we talk about Mission Impossible. Sometimes. Sometimes we are drudgingly talk about Mission Impossible. <laughs> yeah. Just every once in a while. It's not a lot, but I mean, you know, Sometimes. gets his fair share of notice. <laughs> yeah. And until tomorrow... I've been Jonathan. I've been Chris. And I've been Jonathan. And I am Tabitha. This minute will self-destruct. <laughs>